I'm going to start off, Paul Tuff. Paul Tuff. And just talk, <laughs> let's talk. Tell me about yourself. What is, uh, it's it's yeah. not an interesting story. Right. You've been in Japan how long now? 18 months. 18 uh, oh, actually, less than that. It's uh, winter I arrived last August, so uh, 14, 15 months. Okay. Yeah, right. it's been a bit of a roller coaster, right. I can tell you. But the way I know you is because you're the head of the British School. Indeed. Here in the Shibuya campus. Yes. You're from Wales. Yes. Right? Because I was telling you, I told you the joke about being English. I said that because I had my boys in your school. Oh, of course. I yes. had my boys yes. went there. Three of my sons went to the British School. Yes. And I said, why... Are, why do why do British think they're better than Americans? And you look at me and say, "Why?" I said, "Because they know they are." I said, "Why don't they think they're better than Americans?" Right? Because they know they are. <laughs> anyway, I'm done. And with that. I think I said that's the English. That's the English. That's the English. That's the Welsh, right? Well, there's a distinct difference between the Welsh, the English, the Scots, and the Irish, without a doubt. Of course they have yeah, to be. Absolutely. Yeah, I always wonder why the Irish didn't like things. They're right next to them because <laughs> they'd been subjugated by them, right? Absolutely. And yeah. same thing with the Welsh and same thing with the... Yes, yeah. So the, the, Scottish, the Scots, the Scots, everyone. as well, absolutely. Yeah. What do you think, why, why do you think that is? Just historically, better organized, the English? I think better resources because obviously okay. a bigger country, okay. much bigger population. Uh, Wales was taken into the United Kingdom uh, six, seven hundred years ago, right. and the population would be very, very small. Wales is a is a mountainous country. Okay. People living in the hills and the sort of valleys. Right. Whereas England, you've got huge pastures and mm -hmm. great cultivation, mm -hmm. big cities or right. big towns, etc. Yeah. So no, in, in terms of its uh, development, I think it was a little bit ahead. Yeah. But I, yeah, I've been uh, in Asia for uh, twenty years. 20 years? 21 years. No, Tell me. 20 second, actually. When did, it, when did it start? Where did it start? Uh, when did it when start? It started in 1999 in okay. Hong Kong. In Hong Kong? Yeah. So how long did you stay in Hong Kong? Well, give me the route. So how long were you in Hong Kong? And then well, I was in Hong Kong for 20 years. Oh, 20. So this is the only <laughs> second place you've been. So yeah. the same with your, the, the person over development. You just, yeah, just introduced, you just introduced me to it. What's his yeah, name? Yeah, absolutely. Ben. So Ben... Um, 15. You said 15 years. He was, he was in Hong Kong for 15 years. Ben and I worked at my previous school with his wife, Eleanor. Okay. So they've both joined the school this year. Ben's joined as director of operations. Wait, so you brought from it? Well, you maybe you can see. Yeah, so. so you can say, guess what? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I got a place here. Yeah. We've got a great school. Oh, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Were, you, were you over a school in Hong Kong too? So I worked, uh, this is my fourth international school. Okay. Um, this is my second headship. So I was a head of a, a school in, in Hong Kong. Okay. Uh, but prior to that, I worked in two other schools where I was deputy head and uh, right, various right. positions. What school in Hong Kong were you over? So I, wor so I worked for an organization called the English Schools Foundation. Okay. And they have about 20, 22 schools uh, mm -hmm. in Hong Kong. Right. They've been there for decades and decades. Yeah. Um, but during that time, I've been to Japan many, many times, as you can imagine, yeah. skiing and traveling. So okay. I always knew I wanted to come if the opportunity yeah. arose to actually come and work here. Wow. And I visited the BST many, many years ago. Oh, did you? Yeah, when a guy called uh, Michael Farley. Michael Farley was over it, yes. Yes, good guy. Yeah, and uh, yeah. had the opportunity to see the school and looked at it from afar and kept an eye on it. And when the opportunity came up, I thought, why not? Because wow. you have now, now the school's going to be moving into a new location, 2022? 23. 23. So, um, and well you're going to be here during that time, hopefully. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Oh, there you go, yes. there you go. That's part of the job. Yeah. That was part of the appeal, really. Mm. So we're moving all of the primary school, right. so the Shibuya campus here, and also 
part of the Showa campus. Where so what will, your what will your position be then? Same as it is now? Yes, so my role is head of the entire school. So Showa and here. Even now? Yes. I thought you were just over this. No, 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 both. Because before they had two separate entities, so, right, didn't so, it? So they have a principal, which is me, right? and they have two heads of campus. So there's okay. a head of primary and a head of secondary. Okay. Right. So yes, my job is to oversee both. Oh wow! Yeah, but you spend more time here, don't you? I tend to come here in the mornings and then uh, go there in the afternoon. Oh, so you do both equally? Yes. Okay. The idea being because the the children here are younger and parents come and drop them off, I get right. to see more parents here. Right, right, right. But I think it's a good thing to see them in the mornings. Right. I should be fair with everyone in this podcast that. You didn't know we were going to do a podcast today. No, we're just I going to talk. So why don't you just talk to me about what we're doing instead of it being an interview? <laughs> just tell me what you were, what were we going to talk about. You would, obviously had things you wanted to ask me and talk well, to me. Well, first stuff. of all, I just wanted to thank you for everything that you've done for, for our no, community. No, come on, no, come on. You know, you, no. you, you obviously, you've, you've had an association with yeah. the school for such a long time, yeah. and uh, so many families have had great experiences, and kids have had great yeah. experiences with your classes. So well, I, I think is the next pattern in Japan is, is very easy to... The, the people are vented by their companies, first of all when they come over here. And you don't come to Japan unless you're coming to give something. Yeah. That's one thing that's pretty sure about it. Because if they come over here thinking they're going to take anything, they don't stay very long mm. <laughs> in mm -hmm. this country. And it's just, I had my kids in the school for, after the school had opened, just for three years. Margaret Thatcher came here to inaugurate, inaugurate the school. Oh, you remember that? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. I wasn't here when she did it because I, I was already, I was here. <laughs> When the school was being built, and then three years after she came, right. the school had already established. Yeah. I put my kids in the British school because I had my first son at the American school. And you know the fees here are really high. Yeah. You're paying a college tuition to have your kids in a nursery school. So I'm paying three million yen a year to have my son come home with drawings. And, and I said, what'd you do all day? Well, I napped and played out in the sandbox. That's it? <laughs> For the, no, I don't think so. So I came to British school. I came to British school. I looked around and said, wait, you got to get something a little bit better than that. So I came to British school and they said, look, your kids are required to bring home three books that the parents need to read to them until they can read. Yeah. They learn how to write print and cursive. I said, you start off right away. Right away. I said, my, now I'm going to get my money's worth. So I kept my kids over here for a while. Right. And then after that, then I found even a a way that I enjoyed even more. My wife didn't. I had them homeschooled. Oh, did you? I brought a girl did over here from really? England. I sure did. I brought a girl over here from England and had them homeschooled. I had her, uh, got an apartment for her in Shibuya, and I had my kids work with at home. Oh. And I could set the curriculum up. I bought the curriculum and took out the things I didn't like, left them what I liked, and she'd take them out every day somewhere, just from England. It was so good. How so how long did that last for? A year, about a year and a half. Right. A year and a half, and then, and then they my wife, school, high school? they became very close. No, they were still they were still in elementary. Then my wife said she wanted them to socialize with other kids, but I'd already gotten them really tight with each other, yeah. and the yeah. rules were pretty clear yeah. about who their best friends were, which would be each other. Right. I had four sons, and um, so you homeschooled all four. No, just the first three. Okay. Because the youngest was too young. Right. And only for a short while. I didn't do anything. They were being homeschooled, and I'd just come in and check yeah. on it to be sure it was done How right. How did they make the transition back into a school? It was hard. It was hard. But for little kids, they don't know. That was just their life. When people tell me sometimes they're doing something for their kids, I said, don't put that off on your child. Mm. That's a part of their life. So yeah. I don't care what this mask wearing. Gonna, that's that, the way they grew up. Yeah, of course. Traveling. The first time I got on a plane, I was in my late teens. That was 19 the first mm. time I got on a plane. Mm. But these kids, my kids, that's all they know. Mm traveling the yeah. internet they don't know how to type mm. they've never put a record on a turntable they don't know those things 
mm. any more than I ever had a horse and buggy. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. My parents might have. Yeah, of course. It's a little different. Of course. So that's, that's how my um, kids were raised here, and that's how I was involved with the British School. Right. And I tried to get on the board. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Okay. And they said, during the British Fat, some of the guys that were on the board, they said, they're not British. No, no, no. They, <laughs> no, they, they said, you're too busy. I said, not that busy. They said, you're too busy. So, your time. so politely saying, nah. Right. Even though I had three boys here, I was putting an ad, a full-page ad, in their yearbook every year. Yes. And I said, okay. So I took my kids out. No one complained. I had them homeschool. Yeah. I did that for a year and a half, as I said. And then I put them in Japanese schools, so, because my wife's Japanese. So they could learn to read and write Japanese. I yeah. want to make sure. So he stayed in there in elementary school. Then I sent them to very close to the British school, YAS, Yokohama yeah. National yeah, School, fantastic. and St. Moore. Right. I had two boys at St. Moore, two boys at YAS. Yeah. And did they you, loved Did it. you live out there? No, I lived here. The train system okay. is fantastic. Straight from Megaro Station, right yeah. there. Yeah. Same time as going to ASIJ, education is different. <laughs> the kids were close and the school was good. And, and I liked having my kids out there because I wasn't close with the administrators, having been a teacher mm. at the American school. Mm. And knowing all the, kid, all the kids at Nishima, I mean all the teachers at Nishimachi and Sacred Heart, mm -hmm. I didn't want that. Because I didn't want my kids to get special treatment sure. or, anything like, or unusual treatment. Okay. So, you, so you didn't run any, uh, any groups or classes? At As a matter of fact, I did later. All right. But I waited until my kids were out of school okay. before I ran my program there. And they graduated from? from two from St. Moore and two from YS. Yeah. That's, That's fantastic. It. And you're not, you don't have kids, right? No, I'm, I'm single. No, single, okay. No, no children, and you've been single. no wife. As I was saying earlier, that's why you look so happy <laughs> all the time. You always come in here happy and <laughs> cheerful and just living your life the way you want to. I have enough responsibilities. As it is. Do you come from a big family? No, actually, a very small family. It's just me and my sister. She lives in, uh, in Australia, in Sydney. She, uh, she's the edi an editor of, uh, of a magazine there. Is she older or younger than she's you? She's younger than me. How many years? Younger, How many years? Ten years younger than I. Same mom and dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mom and father. Your mom and father parents still were living? very young when they got when they had me. They were 19 years of age. Are they still Are they still around? Yes, absolutely. And yeah, they're doing they, well. Yeah, both living in the same same area that we uh, we were born in, in a, in a mining valley in South Wales. I'm actually really proud of both of you, huh? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Is your sister married? She has a, a long-term partner. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They've been together, <laughs> together for a long time. What's this? You guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, That's how it's going now. That's how yeah. it's going. Yeah. I think, I, going back to the point about parents being proud of you, um, I think they're proud, but they're also frustrated at the fact that both of us have lived overseas for such a long time. And, and you never had been overseas before with your parents or anything like that? Well, um, I have, my background is, is Greek-Welsh. So my parents on one side, my, my father is uh, from a Greek family, and my mum's from a, a Welsh family. Okay. And... Um, when I was a kid, we used to go to Greece all the time. And, uh, every summer, we'd we'd go and I'd go with my grandparents. And so, do you speak? Do you speak? I language? speak a little bit, not much. Okay. Yeah. I right. How many languages do you speak? So I went to uh, a Welsh medium school. Okay. Uh, so I did all my schooling through the the language, the Welsh language. Okay. Uh, and you weren't allowed to speak English in the school. You weren't allowed. No, to? no, no. So it was. No, that should be your mother's side. So this was my mother's side. And she wanted to make sure that happened. Absolutely. So my mother's side are Welsh speaking. Uh, my okay. father's side, uh, or at least part of them, are Greek speaking. Okay. Um, yes, so I've got a quite an interesting background in that sense. My goodness. So, so, <laughs> when they, so they raised both of you to the 10 years difference, so you didn't have the same, kind, same friends or anything like that, but you came from a small village? Yes, yes. And like, what was the population? 
Um, well, it's a series of villages in, a, in an industrial valley, so it's, a, it's a mi an ex-mining valley. Mm -hmm. um, place called Veronda in South Wales. Okay. It was, uh, it was the, I think it was the, the biggest coal-producing area at the turn of the 20th century. So it had a hundred mines in a very small area, right. and people from all around the world gravitated there. So it was a pull for, for immigration. Uh, hence, hence my my, uh, my grandmother ending up there. For what was the population you said? So now it's around sixty thousand. What was it when you were growing up? Uh, Don't say three. I mean, no, no, I would say <laughs> around that. It's been stable for many years. Sixty thousand the whole time. Yes, yes. Okay. But it's a long, long valley. Wow. South Wales is full of these valleys, which are mining okay. areas and steel producing areas. What are they doing now? The mines have been well, closed? Well, it's, it's, it's a post-industrial world now, and that's the issue, that uh, it's, there's a lot of uh, poverty and... Uh, oh, is it? Yeah, absolutely. Unemployment levels are very high. So it's what are your parents doing now? They're so my parents are both teachers. So they're educating the, the people that are staying? Well, they, they're retired now, but uh, that's, that's why I'm a teacher, because I was inspired by both of them. And that's why your mother wanted to make sure that she spoke, spoke the Welsh language? So she language. was a Welsh language teacher. She's, she <laughs> you didn't have a tutor. If you wanted to get anything to eat or mo communicate with her at all, you had to speak Welsh. Absolutely. That my dad was a, a politics and history teacher. My goodness. But, my but he learned to speak the language well, I'm sure. Well, it's it's my first language, Welsh. Is okay, my okay. First well, did, did he, but he he maintained his Greek, being able to speak Greek, right? Well, my grandmother came over to Wales after the Second World War. She was um, her family were in the resistance movement against uh, the Nazis, and her father and her brother were were executed by them in their local village. Are you Jewish? Uh, no, no, no. No, okay, no, okay. No, I'm no. just wondering because that's who they tend to get the most popularity no, for. No. no, it was um, the Greek resistance movement, mm -hmm, and. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they were executed, and as, a, as a, a young adult or young girl, she just decided to leave and came over to Wales and set up a, a series of businesses on her own. She became, <laughs> she became a, a fish and chip uh, magnet. Really? <laughs> she ran and, ran and, and uh, set up a series of fish and chip shops in, in South Is Wales. she still doing that? No, she's passed away now. Oh, she passed away? Yeah, she passed away. But your father's still... Well, my father's still, still alive. alive. Okay. Yes. This how was my grandmother. How old is he now? And so is your grandmother. No, no, she she came across. Your grandmother. Wait, yeah. your grandmother's the one that set up the fish and chips. I was yes. thinking it was your yes. mother. Okay, no, so no, your grandmother no. set this up. Yes. Did she pass that down to the family? Well, or? that was the intention, but he didn't want to do that. So he wanted to go into education. Education. Yeah, okay. So he became a teacher. Was he from a? It was his mother. So how, did he have a lot of siblings? Uh, one of four. And he, he's number what? Yes, he's number. He's number four. Number four. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you, you did you did you get to meet all of your uncles? And I aunts? did. I did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and as as kids, we as cousins, and, uh, we were very close. But over the years, we just drifted apart, really. Wow. So you're pretty much on your own, except for you still communicate with your dad, my parents, and uh, my sister. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Your father and your mother. Yeah. yeah. So your grandmother passed away. Yeah. yeah. So how old are your parents now? Just out of curiosity, how old are your parents? Good question. Uh, they're 68, 69. Okay, because my mother just turned 92. Are you kidding? Yeah, That's I had her here last year. For her 91st birthday, she flew over here. Are you kidding? And she loved it. And beat me in the... And then we went bowling. She's an avid bowler. And we went bowling. She beat me by... And I was not trying to give her any benefits. And wow. I bowl a little bit by one point. And she said a win's a win. <laughs> she beat me by... And I looked up at the scoreboard. We were like in the eighth frame. And I said... She's a point ahead, and then I, I don't, she beat me in the game. I said, come on, but I, the next amazing. games were a little different. Jeez. The next two games we played after that, we were a little oh, different. I can imagine, I can imagine. You know, 
but my but goodness, travel is she's traveled in 91. And I, I didn't think much about it until I started thinking about all of the people whom I've met, their, I met their parents who come to visit yeah. when they're here, and some of them are my age, because I've taught for such yeah, a long time. So some of them are 68, 60, or whatever. And I don't like telling them my age because they look like they're, they're yeah. really retired. <laughs> it looks like they're not going to yeah. be around much longer. And I go, my goodness. So how old are you then? 68. Hey, just turned 68 this year. So you're the same age as yeah. my dad. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I could be your father. <laughs> I could be your daddy. Look at it. <laughs> you had to at 19, though. Indeed. No, I was Indeed. not. My, I had my first son when I was 34. Yeah. I, I wanted to wait. And for my generation, that was late. Yeah. You know, my mother had, was wondering if I was going to ever get married. Because my, my wife and I had dated for eight years, but after the fifth year, I got engaged right. because of my grandmother, because I didn't think I'd marry outside of my ethnicity. And my wife, who's a doctor, okay. she has, we have our own clinic, Lee Medical right. Clinic. And as a matter of fact, she's now the head of Shibuya Ishikai, a, a, the Shibuya Doctors Association. Wow. Yeah, first female That's fantastic. to be with the Doctors Association. And we have different conversations at home now she still practices. She still practices. She practices. Yeah. But we have different conversations than we did prior to that because she had never been at the top of an organization. Yeah. And now she understands the frustration. Of course. Or the challenges, as she put it that way. Yes. The challenges of dealing with people and all these different opinions. And some of them don't make, you know, they're completely opposite of what you might be thinking they should be. But we talk differently now mm. and it's a little... I, I really appreciate the fact that she's in this position now. Yes. Now she sees me differently, I think, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine. Well, it's a fantastic yeah. background, yeah. though, and uh, a life story that, that you have and your family have. It's, 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 I find it soon, yeah. So, sorry, like is that, is that your timer? No, this is... Because uh, only a certain amount of time. I have to carry that school phone with me just in case something happens. So mm -hmm. hopefully nothing has happened. I think we're okay, actually. Yeah. What kind of time do we have? Uh, we have another 20 minutes. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. That's good. Yeah, so it's, that's an interesting yeah. journey in itself, though, isn't yeah. it? It, it? It has been. It's something, like I said, we dated for eight years, and the last three of them we were engaged. Mm. And I knew her parents, a lot, contrary to what a lot of people want to think, when you have a foreign or international marriage, a lot of times people think, especially here, yeah. this society being so harmonious, yes. homogenous, I yes. should say, yeah. and not being so kind on the outside, the foreigners, right. people would think that I didn't know her parents. I met them the second date. And we weren't even girlfriend and boyfriend wow. then. I met her parents the second date and always knew them. Yeah. And um, I think it was the third year of us dating that her mother and father started wondering. And I said, no, I, I'm not interested in marrying you. I told my wife, I, I have to marry someone of my same ethnicity. Oh. It was my grandmother. Oh. who Basically, when I came home, she said, Lance, I think you need to come home. And I don't think I'm going to be around much longer both my mother and my grandmother and my grandfather and um i said grandma no she said come on home interesting enough she did die the very next year right and my grandfather i think six months after her okay. and they were in their 90s i believe anyway when i came home to see my grandmother i said um she said do i have a girlfriend i said yeah she said, well, she says, that young lady that you said medical school has to do with, actually she's doing an internship now. She said, what about her? I said, grandma, she's Japanese. And she said, and you're black. I said, exactly. She said, are you looking for a black girl? I said, yeah. And she said, aren't there any in Japan? I said, yeah, there's a few there. She said, well, I said, grandma, the black girls in Japan are coming to Japan to get away from black guys. They're not looking for them. <laughs> and she said, 
well, why don't you come back home? I said, I have a business in Japan. I'd already started my yep. gymnastics yep. programs and stuff. And I had a fitness business as well. I was bringing in a fitness equipment, pre-core. I was bringing in their equipment as well. So she said, well, what about the Genesis girl? And I said, what? She said, don't you think, this would change my whole viewpoint. She said, don't you think five years is a lot of time to waste? And it seemed so profound. I'd right. never thought of that. Right. And then she went on to explain, she said, whoever you meet, she's going to have known you longer. Yep. And she must like you yes. to have been with you for five years. Yep. I said, we don't live together. She said, regardless. Think about it from her viewpoint. She's in her own country and she's with you. Yeah. I said, but who shouldn't be with me? You know, I had yeah, an attitude course, thinking, who wouldn't have a brand new sports car? And I'm, come on, I'm doing my house the same size as her house. Yeah. They own theirs, but I'm renting mine, but still. Yeah. You know, I had that kind of attitude. And she said, um, think about it. So I went home and asked my father who raised me. I said, Dad, if I were to marry someone Japanese, how would you feel about that? He said, you're the one who has to wake up and look at her every morning. I said, Dad, seriously. He said, I'm serious. I thought all this time, Paul, that my parents would be upset if I right. didn't marry somebody okay. of my same ethnicity. That's interesting. Wow. And he said, no. So I came back and told my wife, I said, my wife now, I said, let's get engaged. She said, okay. And I said, I want to ask your parents. So I went to her parents' house, and I talked to a friend who ended up being my best man at the wedding, a good friend of mine here, Chuck Wilson. I said, um, <coughs> what should I do? He said, don't tell, don't tell her father how much you make. I said, why? I said, because it might be embarrassing. So just say you make this amount. <coughs> That'd be enough <coughs> to maintain you and the wife, you and your wife, and he'll appreciate that. <coughs> So I did. I went over to the house and I told the mom and dad. I had her brother was there, her younger brother. I think he's two years younger. Were they English speakers? No, no. This is all in Japanese. <laughs> he gave me the Chuck gave me the whole script right. as to what I should say. So I asked the father and the mother was over here. And I remember the exact sitting. I'm sitting here. Keiko was sitting next to me. Her brother was over there. Her mother was here and her father was over here in the living room. So I'm asking the father if I can marry the daughter. And he said, after you listened to it, he said, hmm. He said, I have two feelings about this. I have a 50-50 feeling. He said, one of my feelings is, I think that you'd make a good husband. You'd make enough. I've watched you over this five years. I think you'd be able to provide for my daughter. He said, the other side is, and I said, here it comes. You know, I'm, I'm pre-thinking him. Mm. He said, I don't think it would work. And I said, why? He said, Culturally, you're different. Yeah. I said, I like this guy. Because I mm. thought he was going to pull mm. a race card. True. He said, no, culturally. Yeah. I said, I love this guy. I can yeah. handle that. Yeah. And I said, well, culturally, statistically, people of the same culture divorce more and have a harder time mm. than people of different cultures. Mm. And the reason being is that they're always learning each other, never feel they yeah. own or know each other that right. well. That's why they tend to make it through. True. A marriage, which yeah. I think is hard no matter who does it yeah, or how you do it. The mother had different feelings all together, and I thought I was closer with her, and I was really disappointed in how, what her viewpoints were, and which I don't want to go through now because I just don't want to go through it. But she was not happy. Right. Okay. And I thought we were close. I'd taken her to a disco with us before, went to my wife's graduation when she graduated from college together. I wasn't happy about her feelings. But to make a long story short, they, they conceded after a while because I played hardball. 
How, how were they with, uh, with your kids and their grandchildren? Oh, they didn't have a choice. Okay. Had, we don't have any grandchildren. Okay. My, none of my boys have children yet. My oldest son is 33. They're oh. trying to follow my footsteps, I think. Okay. And none of them are married. Two of them are living with the young lady. I yeah. have young ladies living with them. Should put that way. And how was it for, for them growing up as, as bicultural kids? I hate to try to say, tell people because I, you have to ask them. Yeah. But I'm surprised <coughs> at how they see themselves at times because I raised them to feel very good about who they are. Mm. When they were, from the time they could start communicating, I would ask them, and I'd do it. Let's just say if my sons were over there right now and they're playing. And they're completely bilingual. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. <coughs> I mean, right. And there's things I've told them to do with that as well. I said, Superman doesn't go up to people and say, yeah. I can fly and bullets bounce off me. Yeah. Just shut up. Mm. Let people see you the way they think they see you. Yeah. Never tell them. Mm. Be quiet about it. Mm. So if you, and I said, if you speak in Japanese, they're going to assume a few things that won't be in your benefit. Mm. One is, your mother probably is not married. You don't speak English. Mm. That's so sad for you, as Japanese say, kawaii-san. Mm. That's not the idea you want to give them. Speak in English and let them assume you don't speak, read, or write Japanese. Because yeah. once you do, that's like going like this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Then you become a Because yeah. they think you just learned, they think you just learned it in a few seconds. Because their whole mindset was that you can't speak Japanese. Sure. You do that. It reminds me of the time when I was, I used to go to Hong Kong all the time to renew my visa. And I was in the elevator and two Japanese girls came in. I was seeing the YMCA. And one floor was for women, the next floor was for men. And I was in the elevator and girls got in and the Japanese said, oh, this is a handsome looking guy. And when I got out, which was the floor before theirs, I turned around and said, thank you very much in Japanese. And they went, oh! <laughs> They were, what? <laughs> and I said, yes. <laughs> they said, whoa. Yeah, absolutely. That was good. But anyway, <coughs> so for my um, sons, the way I used to raise them is so they'd come over and I'd say, who do you love more than anyone else in the whole wide, wide world? Who do you think they would say? Each other. Themselves. Uh-huh. And I taught okay. them that. I said, don't before anyone. I said, because if you believe in God yeah. or universal force, as I yeah. like to call it, what you are is a universal force gift to you. Mm. What you become is your gift to the universe. Mm. So you owe it to yourself and the universe to be all you can be. Mm. Don't keep on asking for mm. forgiveness. It's up to you now. Mm. Because you had a one in a 300 millionth of a chance of being my child. Yes. Listen, what are you talking about, Daddy? I said, when your mother and father got together, I put 300 million potential human beings in her. <laughs> and you beat them all out. You beat all of them out to get here. So don't ever think, I picked you. You picked me. <laughs> so whenever we got in any kind of spirit of debates, I said, wait just a minute. I didn't ask for you to be here. Yeah. <laughs> you picked me. So what do you think you'd be doing? Because I used to have them teaching gymnastics mm. with me. And they'd get first, after a while, when mm. they got later mm. teens to the 20s. My oldest son stayed with me until he was 30. Right. And we don't feel like doing it. I said, well, shoot, if I were a fisherman, what do you think you'd be doing? Yeah. Fishing. Because you picked me. I did not pick you. Yeah, <laughs> you won that race. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I raised them, yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting with, uh, with the school that the demographic of the school is changing significantly. To Japanese. Well, it has to economically. Bi- bicultural families. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's happening throughout the yeah, whole system. I was, I was looking at the stats yesterday, yeah. and um, the, the number of bicultural families in the school now is significantly larger than any other group. Yeah. When I say, sorry, bicultural, I mean um, within the context of Japan, one Japanese parent, 
the one, one yeah, uh, other culture. Yes. Yeah. 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 But see, that's, that's happening throughout the world <laughs> with the expat, expat community because corporations no longer have to send their people to those countries. Yes. So they're hiring locally, cutting their expenses, and yes. now they put us all online because these masks and stuff. So now they're making, it's like self-service gas stations. Yeah, there was a time when everyone else, <laughs> you stayed in your car. Now you have to get out and pick. It's just changing the whole world. How do you, I'm just personal questions. You never wanted to have kids? Or are you thinking you're gonna have kids? I've, I've never wanted to. Well, I, I, no, that's a lie. I, I think I probably did at certain times, but I'm at a age, stage in my life now where that, that's, that's past. It's How old are you now? I'm 48. Oh, so. come on, you still have time. No, no, I have friends no, no. that got married in their 50s. No, no, no. I've, I, to be honest with work is, uh, is a big enough responsibility as it is. I'd, that's I'd, your child. <laughs> that's your child. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. But uh, no, I really enjoy my work. My work is, is, uh, is my passion. Um, mm -hmm. And I said, say to staff that, you know, life is about, it's about the relationships you have with people, but it's also about the enjoyment that you have from what you do. Why do you like it so much? What do you like about I it? I love the interactions with people. I love the interactions with parents. Yeah, because all your parents are over yeah, there right now. I, just, I wonder what I you just love, I just love it. And every day is different. You know, you're dealing with, you're dealing with um, the dilemmas and the problems and the issues that individuals have, and they are always different. Name a tough time for you in your, in your career so far. What was a tough time? That you don't well, mind talking just, about. We've just gone through it. The, what was it? The COVID period. So the period where the campus was online. And, That's uh, right. You did such a good job with that too, because you well, you opened before any other international school. You guys opened up and were full force. What made you decide to do that? Didn't you have a hard time with your board? Or? Uh, no, no. I, we wanted to open up as quickly as possible because we felt that we had the strategies in place and uh, that we had mitigation things in place at the school so that we could do that. Um, no, it was a tough time for the school community, for parents and, and for teachers and for the kids, and I, we needed to get the school back up and running as quickly as mm. possible. Mm. Um, so where do you think it's going to go? Where do you think it's going to go from here? The COVID? Well, well the COVID. We, we're, uh, we're preparing for another school closure, so we're putting everything online. So if something You think because of the, yeah. the, the cold weather and everything and the flu season coming out? But also, of course, for any other emergency. Right. We now have the capability overnight to move everything to a virtual environment. So if something happened today, the school would still be in operation tomorrow, even if those buildings couldn't open. So that, I think that's been the but massive... How did it, but you have to keep the keep teachers online so you continue to pay them regardless. Yeah. Right. But we've got, we've got the curriculum online, we've got everything online already. You can just switch mm -hmm. overnight now. And that's mm -hmm. been the great thing from, from, from the whole experience. Right. Yes, it was emotional. Yes, it was taxing. Yes, we were dealing with people's anxieties. And frustration. What were some of the biggest anxieties you felt? Well, you, as you can imagine, there were some parents who wanted us to uh, get back as quickly as possible. Others some felt that we yeah, should completely opposite. Yeah, completely opposite. Yeah. Completely opposite. Yeah. Some parents were happy with uh, the level of online learning. Other parents felt it's yeah, not so. Not is that close enough? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is what you, yeah. You always have to. Do the, someone <coughs> told me this advice once before. They said, I think it was. I was listening to comedians before, and they said never practice your craft based on the few loud people yes. that you're dealing with. Yeah, of course. It's hard not to. Of course. Because the same comedian said, it's unfortunate, but we always pay attention to that one person yeah. that doesn't applaud. Everybody else, you can have an yeah. audience full of people that applaud, love what you're doing. No, you're right. That one person that doesn't is the person that always gets our attention. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. How do you deal but with that? How do you deal with that? Because I, that used to be the hardest thing for me. And I always thought the worst 
I said, if you can learn to love that person you see in the mirror, mm. you'll never have another enemy. Because mm. that person always tells you the worst things about yourself. Mm. Just looks at me and talks about moles that nobody else can see. You know? <laughs> yeah, I try not to look in the mirror anymore. <laughs> no, it's about, it's about dealing with individuals uh, and acknowledging whatever they think and whatever they feel. Uh, and not necessarily agreeing with it, but at least Just acknowledging it. it and giving them airtime and giving them the opportunity to talk it through with you. I think that's the most important thing, and, and that's why I love what I do. It's, it, as I say, it's about relationships, it's about connection, mm. uh, and diff, you know, different different age groups, different opinions, different different stakeholders. That's great. I love it. Wow. I think we can end on that. That was fantastic, <laughs> Paul. Fantastic. Listen, Thanks, if people Lassie. want to contact you, yeah. how would they do so? Via email. Yep. Via email. The British School, the British School. Yes. Get I think you have that okay. already. Yeah, yeah, I have to. All right. Thank, thank you again. You, thank, you. thank you so much. This Absolutely. is fantastic. We have to do it again. Indeed. And next time with your director, we'll do it yes. with him. Okay, we'll do it in yeah. Welsh next time. Can you do it in Welsh? I can, indeed. Give me, well, tell me a few things in Welsh. Well, uh, say something. Would you just say? I said, good morning. How are you doing today? All right, all right. Let's start <laughs> the basics. All right. <laughs>